Mike Evans wants to finish among the all-time greats, and he deserves to. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this Friday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day we want to thank you so much for making locked on bucks your first listener view every single day and don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts and of course you can follow on twitter i am james yarko at jayarko underscore bucks flying solo on this episode and i want to apologize to each and every one of you i had this this episode recorded to come out on wednesday and my audio didn't get picked up for like the first half of the entire episode. So we're redoing it now. And David and I are going to be back with four episodes next week for you. And of course, you can check out my written content over at BucksNation.com. We want to thank you once again for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or review every day. And a special shout out to all of our everydayers. Mike Evans is speaking about his new quarterback as well as one he's come to know over the last couple of years, but more on that in a little while. First, when Mike Evans was hosting his football camp, he spoke with Ari Alexander of KPRC and told him about his desire to be listed among the all-time greats. He has a long-standing record held by Jerry Rice in his sights, and he's not shy about making it known that he's looking to break it. Look, we all know that Mike Evans broke the record held by his idol, Randy Moss, for the most consecutive 1,000-yard seasons to begin a career, a record that he has done nothing but continue to extend since breaking it because if there's one thing that we know about Mike Evans, it's that he's going to get you a 1,000 yards. But he's, he's looking now at Jerry Rice's 11-straight season streak of a thousand yards or more. And Evans said, quote, I think about it. It's right there. So I'm going to definitely try to get that. I'm already one of one right now. I hope I can pass the great Jerry Rice and his record. Obviously, nobody will pass his records probably like ever total, but that thousand yard streak record would be cool to have, end quote. So one of the first things that you want to look at talk about in regards to what Evans had to say being talked about in the same breath as Jerry Rice breaking one of Jerry Rice's records is Evans is Mike Evans deserving to be talked about among the all-time greats I think regardless of the quarterback situation this year I think Mike Evans is going to get to 10. I'm confident in it. I, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are confident. There are going to be some that are going to say, you know what? All good things must come to an end. The situation between Baker and Kyle Trask, who knows how things are going to be. But you take a look at, Jer at, at Mike Evans' ranking among the all-timers. He has 683 receptions, which is only 62nd 
all time. However, he's only played nine seasons. He's got some more time to go to continue to climb up that list. 10,425 yards. That's 45th all time. And he's one of only 10 players in that top 45 that did it all with one team. On top of that, only four players on the list are currently active. You have, on the list ahead of him, I should say, are currently active. You have Julio Jones, who is not Julio Jones anymore. Julio's going to be a Hall of Fame wide receiver, but he's not going to go out there and rack up 1,000 yards this season. You have DeAndre Hopkins. Who knows where DeAndre Hopkins is going to land? He could end up with New England and Mac Jones. He could end up in Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill. He could end up with a team that nobody's talking about right now, but he is currently ahead of Mike Evans on the yardage list. You have Deshaun Jackson. He's a shell of himself. He he contributed a little bit to the Ravens, but again, he's not going to go out there and rack up a thousand yards. He might get two or three hundred. You know, he's kind of a gadget guy at, at this stage in his career. He's not an every down receiver. He is not a top target. He's none of those things. And then that fourth player is Mike Evans. So there's plenty of ability for him to be able to continue to move up that list into the top 40, into the top 30, maybe even into the top 20, depending on how much longer Mike Ev Evans has to play in the league. You figure if he plays another four, five years, He's easily going to end up in the top 30, might be on the cusp of the top 20 if he keeps doing what he's been doing throughout his career. Finally, 81 receiving touchdowns. That's 30th all time. And there is one, just one active player ahead of him on the list. And it's Devontae Adams. Only the players in the top 10 have hit triple digits. None of those players are active. No one's going to catch Jerry Rice. I don't think in my lifetime, your lifetime, David's lifetime, anyone is going to catch Jerry Rice's touchdown record. He's got 197. So Mike Evans has less than half of that, but he's still in the top 30. This is another statistical category where he could easily end up in the top 20. And Devontae Adams being ahead of him on that list has six more, just six. So you take a look at what Mike Evans has been able to do. You take a look at his track record and you take a look at the guys ahead of him. And when everything is said and done, you're looking at a guy that could be talked about among some of the greatest wide receivers of all time. But are the two quarterbacks fighting it out for the starting job this season enough to keep that streak alive and get him one step closer to tying Jerry Rice's consecutive 1,000-yard streak? That's coming up next here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. You bet 20 bucks and you're going to get $200 in bonus bets whether you win or lose. 
That's 200 that you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over under to who you think is going to hit the first home run all in an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Thank you again for making Locked On a Bucks your first listener view every single day. Every day, or make sure you're coming back next week. David and I will be back with four episodes as we ramp up towards returning to five episodes later on this month. But we're going to talk a little bit more about Mike Evans because he also had some comments about the quarterback situation and the competition between Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. When speaking about them, Evans said, quote, Kyle's improved a lot. I'm really impressed with what I've seen with Baker. Whoever the quarterback, we will be fine. I'm positive they're going to make the right choice and we're going to win some games, end quote. <clears throat> now, we've talked numerous times. I even briefly mentioned it in the first segment that it hasn't mattered who the quarterback is when it comes to Mike Evans, that he's going to get you your thousand yards. And some of that could be considered conjecture. You know, me sitting here saying that if I'm the quarterback, you're the quarterback, David, Evan, my 14 year old son, any of them, if they're the quarterback, Mike Evans is going to get you a thousand yards. It's half serious, half tongue in cheek. And it is that way because obviously the quarterback plays a huge, huge part in what Mike Evans is able to accomplish. But we know what Mike Evans has accomplished throughout his nine seasons. Yes, he had Tom Brady for the last three. Before that, we know the story. It's been Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh McCown and Mike Glennon. It has not been pretty, but all he's ever done is get a thousand yards each and every year. The touchdowns, they've fluctuated. He's gone double digits one year to like two the next year, back up and back down and back up and back down. They, they've been kind of all over the place. <clears throat> but when it comes to the consistency and the reliability of Mike Evans, he catches passes, he gains yards, he moves the chains, he keeps drives alive, and he does it each and every season. He's not a one-trick pony. He's not just a deep threat. He's not just running slant routes. He does all of it. And it doesn't matter who the quarterback has been. It could matter who the quarterback will be. But if I was a betting man and FanDuel had odds on it, I would say that I believe regardless of if it's Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask, Mike Evans is going to come away with a thousand yards this season, his 10th straight year doing it, and he's going to get one step closer to breaking Jerry Rice's record. But what if the streak ends? Does that take the shine off of Mike Evans? Does it sully his legacy at all? 
when that streak, if that streak comes to an end. I want you to imagine for a second the stark difference when you're talking about a player who has managed to get a thousand yards every single season of his career, who did it all with one team. He won a Super Bowl. He always puts the team ahead of himself. He doesn't go to the media or go to social media and whine and complain about his targets. He doesn't throw tantrums on the sidelines screaming that he wants the ball. He is a team-first guy and still manages to put up his numbers year in and year out. Now take away that record. Take away that 1,000 yards for every single season of his career. Does it change how we look at Mike Evans, how the national media looks at Mike Evans, how the casual fan looks at Mike Evans? This is a guy with four Pro Bowls, no first-team All-Pros. He has never led the league in any major statistical receiving category in a season in his career. And so you take a look at all of that and you ask, is this streak Mike Evans' legacy? We, as, as people that follow the Buccaneers, both on this side of the microphone and on your side of the microphone, we know the impact that Mike Evans has on the Buccaneers, on a football team. I still say that he's one of the more underrated wide receivers of all time because he doesn't get the spotlight. He doesn't get the accolades. He doesn't get any of those things. He is the Levante David of the Buccaneers offense. You get consistency. You get Pro Bowl and All-Pro caliber play, but you get none of the attention. He got a little bit of it for the last three years, but let's be honest. That's all because of Tom Brady. The whole reason the Buccaneers had a spotlight on them was because Tom Brady signed on the dotted line and joined them. And we're all happy that he did. Those were a fun couple of years. They won a Super Bowl. They should have won two. But all of that's going away now. And the NFL Network isn't going to be posted up at Buccaneers training camp every single day. They're not going to be doing, you know, their their live training camp show from Tampa because Brady's not there anymore. So you have to take a look at Mike Evans from the perspective of the entirety. And Saints fans are going to spew their nonsense, but the casual fans and the national media who, as we've displayed this offseason, takes a very casual approach to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and what they do or what is being done. When that streak goes away, is Mike Evans just another guy? I'm going to get more into this coming up next here on the Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
wrapping things up here on a Friday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And we're taking a, a pretty big look at Mike Evans on this episode. And here are the last couple of things that I want to touch on. I've talked a lot about the streak. I've talked a lot about the adversity that Mike Evans has overcome, uh, you know, despite the, the quarterback situation. Is Mike Evans a pro football Hall of Famer? And I would say, as of right now, he's got a real good shot. I'm not going to sit here and pound the table that Mike Evans should be first ballot, even if he does break Jerry Rice's 11-season streak. Um, It's really hard for wide receivers to get in on the first ballot. But I do think when all is said and done, you are not going to be able to deny him his rightful spot in the Hall of Fame. Like I, like I mentioned earlier, you go back and you take a look at what he's done through nine seasons. Top 50 in receiving yards, top 30 in receiving touchdowns. And I, I want to remind you that these all-time rankings they include running backs. They include tight ends. They include anybody that's ever caught a pass. So you take a look at what he's accomplished there and how much time he has left. He's going to end up with Hall of Fame caliber numbers. If he stays healthy, if he plays out another, we'll say three, four seasons, maybe even five, he's going to end up top 20 in a couple of very major categories. And he's going to end up a Hall of Famer. And the streak, as great as it is, as great as it will be, as great as it has been, that does not define Mike Evans as a Hall of Famer. It contributes. It doesn't define it. And when you have the greatest quarterback of all time, in Tom Brady taking to social media when I think the NFL put out some sort of picture or it was one of those accounts where they said, you have $1 million on the line. Who are you trusting to catch a jump ball? And it listed five receivers. And Tom Brady didn't take DeAndre Hopkins. He didn't take Devontae Adams. He didn't take Justin Jefferson. He said his money's on Mike Evans. Because Mike Evans is a receiver that quarterbacks trust to bring in the ball, to move the chains, and to make the play. But outside of being what I think is a future Pro Football Hall of Fame member, where does Mike Evans rank all time with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? The Buccaneers have, what is it now, five? Pro Football Hall of Famers, I'm not counting Steve Young. Tom Brady will go in. Yes, the majority of his career was with the New England Patriots. He's still going to be listed as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. And you know what? You can you can hang your hat on that one a little bit more than you can hang your hat on the Steve Young one. Because in just three years, he broke just about every franchise passing record that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had. Wasn't really a high bar. I and mean, let's be honest, it, it wasn't. You're talking about competing with 
Winston and Freeman and Gradkowski and Vinny Testaverde and Steve Spurrier and uh, Trent Dilfer. Like, this wasn't a high bar to set. But in three years, he set just about every franchise passing record and he won him a touchdown in his first year with the team. Yeah, Tom Brady will also be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer in the Hall of Fame. But if I take a look at a list of all-time greatest Buccaneers, I'm not putting Tom Brady over Mike Evans. I would, I would say that you can you can agree with me, you can disagree with me. In fact, drop your top five all-time greatest Buccaneers, not favorites. We're not talking about favorites. Your all-time greatest. Drop them in the YouTube comments. Send them in on Twitter. Send them to the email. I'll drop those at the end of the show. But when I take a look at the greatest Buccaneers of all time, number one to me <clears throat> is undoubtedly Derek Brooks. He was the centerpiece. He was the linchpin. He was the leader of one of the greatest defenses of all time. People want to talk about the 85 Bears. They want to talk about the Steel Curtain Steelers. They even want to just shower the 2000 Baltimore Ravens with affection and adoration. When both the 99 and the 2002 Buccaneers defenses were better than the 2000 Ravens. There's no question about it. Derek Brooks was the biggest reason for that. I'll get to the other Hall of Famers on, on that defense. Don't worry. But Derek Brooks was the guy that was the center of all of it. Then you go to number two. And to me, there's one clear-cut guy that goes right here. And it's not anyone that Derek Brooks ever played with. It's Leroy Selman. It's the original Buccaneer. It's the first overall draft pick from 1976. And it was a guy that, outside of 79, when they lost to the Rams in the NFC Championship, he played on nothing but garbage teams. Like, just absolute terrible teams. You guys know that. Leroy Selman was part of a team that lost their first 26 games to start the franchise. Yet, in spite of all of that, he was still recognized as a Hall of Famer who just emerged out of the guck and the disgustingness that was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back in the late 70s and early 80s. He was so good that because his team was so bad, he still couldn't be denied his rightful place in Canton. Number three could be Warren Sapp, could be John Lynch, could be Rondé Barber, but it's not. It's Mike Evans. Mike Evans, to me, is the number three greatest Buccaneers player of all time. He has every receiving record that you could have for this team. He has been a constant in the face of mediocrity. 
Like I said earlier, he's the Levante David of the Buccaneers offense. Another guy that through thick and thin, through the bad years, has always played at an all-pro caliber level. Whether he got recognized for it or not is a different story. I still would put Levante David up against Luke Keekley any day of the week. And, you know, you can you can look at the numbers. And Levante David is right there with him in about every category during the time that they were both playing. But Luke Keekley got all the attention because he was on better football teams. He was on a team with Cam Newton, which got a lot of attention. Levante was playing with Josh Freeman and Josh McCown and Mike Glennon. So this isn't to disrespect Warren Sapp or Rondé Barber or John Lynch or anybody else that has ever played for the Buccaneers. It's to show respect for the guy that I think will go down as one of the top three Buccaneers of all time when he hangs up his cleats. And again, feel free to disagree with me. In fact, I want to sit down and do an episode with David where he and I have to come to a consensus top five Buccaneers of all time. Because I get the feeling that David and my list will be drastically different. Maybe even do a top 10. And I'd like to hear what your thoughts are on who you believe are the top five greatest Buccaneers of all time. So again, drop those in the YouTube comments. Send them in on Twitter at Locked On Bucks. You can just tweet to us or you can slide them in the DMs. Or, of course, you can email us at LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. But that is going to do it for this episode. I want to thank you once again for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. And of course, David and I will be back next week with four episodes as we ramp up to our full-time schedule once again, bringing you five episodes every week for the rest of the year because training camp is just around the corner. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at jarco underscore bucks. Find my written content over at bucksnation.com and make sure you are following David at dharrison82 and checking out his work over at bucksgameday.com. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. We thank you so much for joining us right here at, on Locked on Bucks. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.